Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Connie Fife. She's the author of Marketing Masters, Ready, Set, Grow Your Market. It's wonderful to have you with us, Connie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Love the title, Ready, Set, Grow, a take on Ready, Set, yes. Go. Mm -hmm. We're going to go in a second. We should say that this is your fourth book. Congratulations. That's yes, terrific. Thank you. thank you. What made you want to write about this topic? Is this sort of an encore to the other three that precede it? It is an encore to the other three. The Because I come out of the nonprofit world. I was CEO of Girl Scouts. And a lot of what you do when you're in that space is how do you market without spending a lot of dollars? Mm. And I started taking a look at that, and with the first couple of books, it was the art of the ask, and how do you get out there, how do you get in front of those decision makers. And I took that even further and said, okay, what is that master of marketing to get in front of your audience and captivate your audience, whether it's from the corporate perspective or the entrepreneur perspective, but that you're still not spending a lot of dollars, but yet you are increasing your bottom line. Okay, so that's what separates this book from the others. Absolutely, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. so that said, what is creative marketing? I like to call creative marketing is really getting out, stepping out, getting to know your audience, serving your audience. It's service before sales. And you're not out there, you're not in front of them, you're not in their face, and you're not like, I, I have this, I have this, buy this, buy this. It's how can I make your life easier? What is your pain point? What is your problem? How can I serve you better? And then once your, your audience sees that you are really there for them, then they're going to turn around and they're going to say, oh, well, let me take a look at what product I have to offer. And I might go make that purchase from them. So can you give us some real-life scenarios, companies that have executed exactly what you just said? Hilton is a fabulous example of a company that are really reaching out to their core audience. And they're saying, how can we help you? How can we serve you? And I experienced that personally because I didn't always stay at Hilton. And I was actually staying at a Marriott. And I was in this <laughs> small enemy. town, the enemy. And I was in this small town speaking. And I got there really late. The flight was delayed. I was hungry. I just didn't know where to go. I get a message from Hilton saying, hey, Go to Joe's Steakhouse on Main Avenue. They're gonna, you know, they're they're still open. They're there all night. They have vegan food because I'm vegan, and they have that as well in the steakhouse. And you can find what you need there. Uh, that just blew me away. That they were they didn't say come stay with me, but they said here's a place that you can go now that you're in this strange town. Had you been on one of their lists? I mean, how did they reach out to you? What I had found out, I went back to them, and I was curious to see how they knew that. Sure. And, yeah, how they and, know you were vegan because they targeted ads. And yeah. basically, they're stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> they have people actually sitting at their computer every day, and they're saying, okay, what are people doing? What are people looking for? What are they searching for? Who needs help? So they see that. And for me, and of course with social media, it just popped up and who I am and my background, and it gave them my profile, so they knew that I was vegan and they knew where to send me for that at that late hour to someplace that was open. Gotcha. So would you say this advent of creative marketing, it didn't exist until 
social media? It existed before. I mean, when I was at, at Girl Scouts or even at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, social media really didn't exist like it does today. We're not selling a product, but we're selling a service, which is very a different type of sell. I mean, you need to get in front of people and you're asking them basically for money and you and what are they getting in return? And it's always cookies? what's in it for me. Of course, the Girl Scouts, <laughs> you never went without cookies. Right. And I, I kept cookies in my trunk. I bet. But to be able to go to them and, you know, without the cookies and say, you know, we need you to, you know, donate to the cause, donate to what we're doing and give us those dollars, write a check. So how do you do that without giving somebody an actual physical product you know, that widget that some people talk about what they're looking for. So what we were able to do, and, and when I really started looking at it and researching that, it was, well, again, what's in it for them? It's basic sales 101. And, uh, you know, what's that benefit? What's their opportunity? So we took it even further and started touching at the heartstrings. And that's what people buy. They mm -hmm. buy based on emotion. And then now, how do you take that buying from emotion and where people could touch that in social media. Right, right. And that was a big transition over the last number of years. And, and, and again, in, in Marketing Masters, so I was looking at, so how do you take that, pulling on the heartstrings, how do you take that creative marketing and become a creative marketer using social media? I was just about to ask you, because you talk in the book, you say taking old school marketing, combining mm -hmm. it with digital strategies, and I wanted to know, what is that mm -hmm. merge like and how difficult? Is that to do? It is difficult. Yeah, and I'd imagine it, so. It's it's a, it is an ongoing process, and I do still believe there needs to be a hybrid. There right. needs to be a hybrid of the face to face, have the conversation, pick up the phone, call someone, talk to them. Right. So that's never becoming obsolete. In that your opinion. is never, in my opinion, never ever becoming obsolete. You just need to have that physical um, connection, that physical one to one. So then, taking that physical connection and making it happen on social media. That's where the challenge started coming in for a lot of businesses, corporate business, entrepreneurial businesses. How do we make that happen? There's not that much of a difference when you really think about it. Because when you go on social media, you, you want to have a conversation with someone, just like you and I are having a conversation. And you want to find out what their pain points are. You want to know who your audience is that you are talking to. Right. And for my business, I did a lot of research around that. And, you know, and who am I talking to? And of, of course, it comes out, I, I talk to executive women. And so whenever I'm on, on social media and I'm writing something, I'm writing something that I've heard from them, and women that I've interviewed over the last number of years, and there's always certain, certain issues or certain topics that they want to talk about. So then when I'm on social media, whether it's blogging or doing a YouTube video, I'm talking about that specific issue. You know, this is what I've heard from all of these women, and this is what we talk about. And I share from where I'm coming from, my perspective as a corporate executive, and how we will be able to overcome some of those challenges. I mean, for example, the, the recent one is, how, am I, how do I get heard in the boardroom? So I talk to that, and I address that issue, uh, and, and helping these women understand that you can achieve your excellence. You just have to know how to set yourself apart Part. And you know, to walk in a room like that, you are immediately set apart. Absolutely. But, but how and then are you heard in that boardroom when, when men and everyone in that room is taking you seriously for what you do? So, Connie, tell us a little bit about your background because you've written four marketing books, so you clearly mm -hmm. know what you're talking about. You've mentioned boardroom experience, you mentioned the Girl Scouts. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about how all of this came together. I was director at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. 
And my role there was to, initially I was training sales people to go out and do the fundraising, ask for dollars. The U.S. Chamber is a lobbying arm, and we were collecting money for lobbyists for what, for what we did. I had to do that there. How did I connect with these C-suite executives, Fortune 500, Fortune 100 CEOs, Amazing. to get in there and ask them for an appointment? Uh, and it was incredible. I mean, I actually enjoyed the challenge. And it was really incredible just to go in there and just to see their faces. And, and I'll tell you, there's, there's many who said no, but they would give me the appointment. Okay, right, right, that's half the they, battle. They'd give that's, me the appointment, that's the battle, right. right. Yeah. And I'd get so excited, I'd be up doing my crazy lady Because it's an honor being nominated, yes. really. So. <laughs> so I'd go, I'd get the appointment, and then I would get a no. So I had to ask someone, I said, why did you give me the appointment? You knew what I was coming for, and it was a flat no. And he said, because you were so persistent. And he said, you made an emotional connection with me. Persistence is key. It really pays mm -hmm. off. It's a great story. Just out of curiosity, can you tell us who the meeting was with? Oh, I hesitated, but I'm going to share anyway. It was Donald Trump. Oh, my. What was yes. that like? So you got the meeting. He ultimately said no. He, he ultimately said no. I didn't get any funding or money from him. What was really interesting was getting the appointment, getting the meeting with him, because I had to go through layers upon layers of gatekeepers and personal assistants and building those relationships with them. And that goes back to the fundraising. I'm building those relationships with them, and they finally, they said, okay, we're going to give you a fax. This is the best we can do. He may or may not respond. I did never expected him to respond to me himself, but he did. He responded himself. Wow. And I remember, I'm sitting in my office in Washington, D.C., and I pick up the phone, and he says, this is Donald Trump. And I'm like, yeah, right, who is this? Right. Uh, he's like, no, this is Donald Trump, and I want to know how you got my personal fax number. And I was like... I didn't want to get anybody in trouble, but right. I was like, well, well, I was able to reach you, and I want to get this appointment with you. And he said, okay, Monday morning, 10.15 to 10.30, you have an appointment. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Well, I hightailed it up here. I made sure I was here on time. We go in. We sat at the meeting. He sat on the other side of the desks. Donald Trump style, just like you see him on television. Gold desk. <laughs> Gold desk. And I asked him for $5 million. And then it was a standoff. It was, you know, the, the first one speaks loses. He spoke first. Hmm. And he said, no. Because <laughs> you're known as the queen of the ask. Yes. Is that, is that the root of that title? And is that, that where it comes from? That is the root of the title. Okay. The, the queen came from my days back in Girl Scouts when I would go to camp to see the girls. And... I, I, I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I made a point to step out of my, you know, my office to go to camp to see and visit with the girls. And they started calling me the queen. That's uh, one, one of the girls like, the queen is here, the queen is here. And it just stuck. So I, I just became the queen. So it, it was the queen of the ass, the queen of marketing. And so just being able to work with them is just, was just incredible for me. So it's, um, it, was, it was really heartbreaking to move on, but it was really also a gift. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to share with the world that you can go out there and you can build a business from corporate to being an entrepreneur, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, and you can market your business. And it, it doesn't take a lot of money to do that. Right. You can and you, do that with a small budget. Right. You talk about that in the book. Mm -hmm. Someone with your experience and terrific, uh, you know, sort of resume, all mm -hmm. these different organizations, I always like to know when you write these books, 
you know, through your experience, you're trying to help others. Right. You know, what you know now that you wish you knew then, and you're putting it in writing. Right. Tell us about some of the most important tenets of the book, things that the ahas of, wow, if I only would have known that 20 years ago, but now I'm going to pass my wisdom on to somebody else. What I wish I knew a long time ago, I always go back to, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. You know? (laughs) You know? I wish that I had the skills, that skill set that I've learned along the way, really from the School of Hard Knocks, back then. I wish somebody was there for me to say, here is your roadmap. This is what you need to do to grow your business, to you know, become a success. And my success, I mean, I was very successful in the Girl Scouts, working at the U.S. Chamber, but it was after Girl Scouts when I realized I have something to give back. And what I wanted to give back was that was this, is that this, this is your roadmap. It's amazing. I mean, you didn't have it. No. Right. No. And I created this along the way, and that is the gift that I want to be giving back, that you can be an entrepreneur, you can be somebody that moves up into the C-suite. And I have a podcast, which is called Up or Out. And the premise of that podcast is to help women and men I mean, find their excellence, achieve their excellence in the C-suite. And if not, let's move out and let's see where it is that you do fit and where it is that you want to be. Okay. And something else you mentioned in the book, you say uh, f- friend raising. It's not about fundraising, it's friend raising. It's friend raising. I like that. It's very catchy. There's a couple yeah. nuggets you, you, that kind of stick with you after right. you read a book. What did you mean by right. that? Going back to what I said before is you want to make those connections with people before you actually go in there and ask because fundraising is asking for dollars. Uh, sales for your business is asking for dollars. Don't go there yet. You need to build those relationships. You need to make those friendships. You need to step out of your comfort box with a lot of people, and you need to network. You need to go, and you need to be where your people are. And the best advice I say, find out where your audience hangs out and go there. You know, it might be uh, a It seems like such an obvious... It seems like an obvious thing, right? Thing, right. Mm. But we don't think about that because we're so focused on, okay, I got my bottom line, I got to make a sale, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, but they're forgetting the most important pieces. Well, you need to know who your people are first. What I love most is, you know, it's taken from your breadth of experience, which yes. is truly mm-hmm. invaluable, the posts you've had, um, and the insight is key. So congratulations on another another winner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very Real much. Real quickly, Connie, yes. um, in the book you talk about change, sustain, and innovate, and I noticed you have an exclamation point in innovate. What did you mean by that? Just to be different. Okay, just, so, just, just so there's a play stand, on the word innovate. Right, it's just a play on the word, and my motto is to be unstoppable. Excellent, excellent. We certainly are. Congratulations again, and thanks for being with Thank us. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the book, all you have to do is go to our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. It's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.